Welcome back to the Spirits Guide Podcast. I am Rich, your guide to the intoxicating spirits world. In this episode, man, how do I describe this episode? I, I guess it's almost otherworldly to me, this, this sort of dream that I've been on. And all right, full disclosure on a couple things before we get into this. I've recorded this intro before. Uh, I had this meeting with... Well, we'll talk about who I had the meeting with as we get into it, but I had such an incredible day and met another important, amazing, passionate person in the spirits industry and got home and recorded the intro for the, the body of the podcast while I was sipping a bunch of Redbreast 12 after drinking a lot of barrel proof whiskeys all day. And when I listened back to it, uh, Earlier, I realized, wow, that's a, a total shit show. And I disclose that because I really want everything I do here to be authentic. Uh, you know, I talk about unedited, unscripted, unfiltered, and sometimes unprepared. Uh, I really want it to be that way. I don't spend a lot of time prepping. You know, I do some notes. I love to go down rabbit holes and, and get as much information as I can because I enjoy the learning process. But really, I just kind of walk in the studio, sit down, get in front of the microphone, throw my headphones on, click the record button, and whatever comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth. But sometimes after a whole bunch of barrel-proof whiskey and a couple of glasses of Red Breast 12, what comes out of my mouth is utter <laughs> nonsense and not even close to being factually correct. So I realized I had to go back in and recut this intro as much great content was in the other one, it's just kind of foolishness. Uh, but really, you know, you guys who have met me and know me, hopefully, you know, hopefully it, it translates that I try to stay pretty humble. You know, I am blessed and fortunate to get to play gatekeeper, I guess, for a lot of specialty whiskeys. And it has given me the opportunity to meet and connect with so many of you um, that I, I feel like we're, we've kind of become friends beyond just specialty whiskey releases. Uh, you know, we we text back and forth and we talk about things more than than just spirits. So I'm so appreciative for all the human connections that I've gotten to make doing what it is that I do. Um, but underneath it all, I still feel... I'm just a guy who works in a liquor store and in my heart of hearts, I'm always just a bartender. And maybe that's what resonated with, you know, Anthony Bourdain for me is even when he was becoming so successful and this big TV star and this sort of cultural icon somewhere in the back of his brain, he always knew that he was just a chef. Now, whether or not that was true is kind of irrelevant, but that's always what he believed is that he's just a chef you know, and when he was on TV, he just sort of felt like he was living somebody else's life. And that's the way I feel at times that I'm getting to live somebody else's life. And the last, I'd say, four to six weeks have really been kind of like a fever dream to me of just incredible, passionate, interesting people you know, that I'm getting to meet from the spirits world, you know, 
my customers and you guys out there who are listening, like I'm always, you know, blessed that I get to hang out and talk and, and kind of nerd out about things with you guys. Um, so that's always there as an appreciation. But over the last six weeks, I get to meet and hang out with Brian Bartell from St. George Spirits. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that conversation. It's just fantastic. And Brian was great and so much information. And, you know, I loved St. George before that. I love it even more after that meeting. Uh, getting to correspond with Amanda down at Virginia Distillery. Like, again, one of the most passionate and interesting people that I've gotten to meet in this business who is just pumping out incredible, incredible whiskeys. Uh, getting to meet Jeff Duckhorn from Redwood Empire and and getting to geek out with him. Again, just interesting people. And the you get to see the people who are passionate behind the products. Uh, I had met Derek, who owns Redwood Empire, a few months back. Getting to hang out with Simon Nicolian, um, who is a global whiskey ambassador for Pernod Ricard. And by the way, Simon on Instagram is at Dope Drams. Follow him. And super informative, really cool content. Just a great, great guy. And we had so much fun hanging out together. And, you know, when I talk about how bottles of spirits are more than just the liquid, they're about memories. When I got to hang out with with Simon, one of the bottles we tasted was Redbreast Twenty Seven. You know, it's a it's a once in a lifetime chance for me to taste, and I will never forget Simon because he was the one that I got to taste that with, um, and his enthusiasm for that is just a, a moment I'll never forget. And that kind of leads to where we're at right now. So while I was hanging out with Simon, I was just getting ready for. St. Patrick's Day and putting together a big whiskey tasting. And one of the whiskeys I had on my bar at work was this thing called Keeper's Heart. And I had been following the story of Keeper's Heart for a while. Uh, there's a guy, his name is Brian Nation. Uh, and he is, in the words of Simon, so when I, I brought this up to Simon, I said, hey, have you seen this? You know, and he hadn't seen it yet. And I tasted him on it and I told him this is Brian Nation's new product here in America. And he said, Brian Nation, legendary. That guy is, and I quote, the fucking goat of Irish whiskey, which just made me more intrigued because the story intrigued me incredibly of, you know, I had read that Brian was the master distiller at the distillery where Middleton is made, where the Spot series, Green Spot, Yellow Spot, Blue Spot is made. He was responsible for Red Breast. He was responsible for Jameson. All the most iconic Irish whiskey brands this guy had his fingers in, let alone all the brand extensions of, you know, Jameson and, you know, Red Breast 12, Red Breast 15, Cask Strength, uh, Red Breast Loosetow. He was involved in all that. Uh, like I said, all the different spots, the different Middletons, the Jameson, Black Barrel, Gold, 18, whatever it was, this guy had his fingers in the most iconic Irish whiskeys. And what happened was, there's a family, the O'Shaughnessy's brothers, they wanted to make Irish style whiskey here in America. So they wanted to make Copper Pot, 
um, you know, malted and unmalted barley based whiskeys here in America. They went to Ireland. They're on a little fishing expedition, kind of like Raj did when he was starting Whistlepig and came across Dave Peckerel and that marriage was made. They ended up hooking up with Brian and said, hey, we want to do this. You know, would you mind helping us? And he was like, help. I'll come do it with you. So he came to America or he started working with them, at least due to COVID. It took him a while to get to America. And he kind of talks about that in the body of the podcast. And what they've done is they've started to make their own juice. But because Brian uh, has great relations in Ireland, he was able to source some incredible Irish whiskeys, which we get to taste through individually um, and then blend it with an American rye for what is one of the most unique whiskeys I've tasted, a unique drinking experience with one of the coolest packaging I've seen in a long time. Um, and what's great is he explains all of that. And it was just a great tasting and a just really like a fever dream for the last six weeks of my life of getting to meet some of these incredible, incredible people. So when he came into the store, I asked him, hey, can we record this? You know, I want to share with people what it's like to, you know, go through these meetings, but also let people get a sense of who the people with all the passion are behind this product. Uh, he was gracious enough to let me record this. So thank you, Brian, for that. Um, yeah, it's it's great, great stuff. I won't keep you from it too long. Uh, if you like what's going on here. Uh, if you like this journey that we're on, if you want to be part of the family, help me grow this thing that we're doing here, go to the podcast page on Spotify, follow the Spirits Guide podcast, give it a rating. The more ratings we can get for this podcast, the more when people are searching for podcasts like this, it will help to populate that search for them that way that we can grow uh, Yeah, this family that we're, we're building here. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Facebook as the Spirits Guide. You can leave reviews there. You can leave comments about the podcast there. You can also message me through either one of those platforms. And if you've got a sample that you'd like me to try, we're, you know, we kind of retired sample size Monday, but we've turned it in Tuesday night tasting. So we're still tasting samples. We're just doing a little bit more comparative tasting. Uh, if there's something that I taste here where you're like, hey, that sounds interesting. If you're in the area, if you're over 21, I will do everything I can to get you a sample to try. Um, if you have an idea for a show or if you just want to come here, hang out and geek out about music or movies or TV shows or books and drink some cool spirits. I'm always looking for a co-host, somebody interesting to talk to uh, who wants to get geeky with me about this stuff. Email me at the spiritsguide89 at gmail.com. All that info is going to be in the show notes as well. Hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. It's just absolutely incredible. All right. Enjoy. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Yeah, right around the corner here. Right, right. 
Yeah, it's good to see you. I'll I have glassware. Everybody's yeah, doing okay. good. How about you? Good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't mess around. Right? Good. Right yep. here. Yeah. Come on. We're kicking out with Irish. So and how Irish we usually do it is we do. Brian will take you through the component tasting that make up our Keeper's Heart whiskey. Okay. And then we try some single barrels and uh, really go from there. So we've got lots of nice and fun things to uh, to taste you on. And he already uh, has it in distribution. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay. Perfect. Have you? Done. Uh, have you tried our components yet? Not the components. Okay, no. perfect. I, I've had my. Uh, we can go through this quickly. That way, it's, it's always super helpful to uh, to get a sense of uh, you know what where the flavors are coming from. So we can we can fly through this and then and then get into the the fun barrel stuff. But yeah, thanks for your support. It's Absolutely. great that you already already have us in. Yeah. What do you think? Hey, how are you? I like it. Uh, I love the packaging. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is Corey. So Corey is my sidekick. Hey Jimmy, how the hell are you? So we're we're already in distribution here, which is great. Um, Fantastic. So we figure we'll do go quickly through the components. Yeah. And then we can attack the uh, single uh, barrel. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, Yeah, no, it's quite. I'm excited. I was just. I had the. No Ricard whiskey ambassador. Oh in yeah. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about this. He was in right before. Oh, what's uh, the name? Uh, Simon. Simon. I forget his last name. And I, yeah. And I said, you know, this project, and it's it's Brian's. He's, oh Jesus Christ! He's the fucking goat in Ireland. Like he's the greatest. And so it was. Yeah. So then when I got the email from Rick about this a couple weeks later, I said, Jesus, I get to meet the goat of Irish whiskey. Um, I love the packaging, too. There's yeah. something about that bottle that is... We'll have it's to brilliant, tell you yeah. all about the, the name, the, what's on the bottle, because this is pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, this is Corey. Um, so on Wednesdays, usually I don't taste because we do a live whiskey video every Wednesday. Definitely an exception here. Um, <laughs> But Corey does them with me and Brilliant. potentially a future Martinetti employee as well. Oh, excellent. Um, excellent. Wow. Lots of good there are Lots of samples, stuff. yeah. Is there... I'll line them up. Yeah. You guys work away. I'll get these prepped and ready. God bless you. Thank you. Right, I know. No. So, do you want to do this through the recording or are we doing Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, oh, I'm already okay. live and in, in track. Okay, so, you know, a little bit about what we're doing. Our kind of vision is to Americanize Irish whiskey and Irishize American whiskey. And we built a distillery in Minneapolis, right alongside Surly Brewing, in, a, in an area called Prospect Park, which is really kind of an up-and-coming area, and it's going to be—it's—it's it's becoming a real destination point with Surly, with ourselves, and with Malcolm Yards, which is a food hall, fantastic food hall. So our distillery is thirty thousand square feet, which is fifteen thousand square feet of distilling operations and fifteen thousand square feet of hospitality, where we have a whiskey lounge, we have a potato bar. We have outside uh, terrace area for with a container bar. And it's really you know you know it's a, it's a great space to come in for people to share a drink of whiskey and share it in the cocktails that mm. we're making and everything like that. How does that compare to where you came from? So totally different mm. in, in in terms of of the cities or in terms of the where, distillery. And, oh yeah. well, the distillery where I came from, obviously it was a it was a much bigger facility. Yeah. Mm. Um, I moved from 
probably producing, been involved in producing 63.4 million litres of alcohol to a distillery that will hopefully by the middle of next year will have a capacity of 1 million litres of pure alcohol. Wow. So, you know, it's not a small distillery by any, wow. by any matter of means. It's really exciting because what we're doing is at the distillery we're currently distilling to, to create American whiskey in the Irish style of triple copper pot distillation. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a real exciting prospect for us because it's delivering a different taste profile mm -hmm. to the American whiskey styles. So the first thing we're doing at the moment is making American whiskey using that uh, American single pot still, using that mash bill of malted barley and unmalted barley, which is that Irish yep, essential yep, style. Yep. But what we're doing is we're distilling it three times in copper pots, but we're maturing it in virgin American oak. So that's effectively Americanizing the Irish style. Yep. And in order to too. do that, yeah, so it's charred oak, so it's a, it's a level three char. We're also mm -hmm. playing around with level two char, but we're actually looking at a, a level three. Mm -hmm. or we're working with level three char at the moment. I think one of the things, the beauties about it as well is that it, it kind of... Um, we're creating a heavier style of pot distillate in order for it to be able to, to sit well with the virgin American oak mm -hmm. and that the interaction of both the wood and the distillate are still balanced when, when the whiskey comes to fruition. Our expectation is you won't see that whiskey on the market for another three and a half years. We're also producing a triple pot distilled rye and a triple pot distilled bourbon. So again, new to market in terms yeah. of the style of, of, of whiskey that we're going to produce. It's still going to be in the rice, uh, it's still going to be a, a, a rye, it's still going to be a bourbon, mm. but it's, this, this triple copper pot distillation and the mash bill will bring a different nuance to it. That's super cool. Then we're also showcasing the craft of blending and the art of blending. Mm. And this is the whiskey that we have here today, which is our first release, which is Keeper's Heart Irish Plus American. And this is taking effectively the best of both Irish distilling traditions and American distilling traditions and putting it together. Mm -hmm. So we have an Irish grain whiskey, an Irish potsy whiskey, and an American rye whiskey blended. And it's the first time that you're going to get the richness of Irish potsy coupled with the boldness of an American rye. Mm -hmm. And when we set out to put this whiskey together, we gave ourselves three objectives. Number one was to create a great tasting whiskey. Number two was to ensure that any of the components that were actually used in creating the whiskey actually played a part in delivering on the overall complexity and balance of the whiskey. And then number three was versatility. Because you know yourself that if you look at compared to 10, 15 years ago, the way people enjoyed whiskey, nowadays it has changed dramatically. Mm -hmm. Gone is a day where people only drink their whiskey neat. They now want to experiment more with it. They want to enjoy it in cocktails. And for us to be able to play in all of those spaces, we really did need to, to have versatility as, as a core element of what we were trying mm -hmm. to produce. So I started developing this whiskey back in August 2020 in Ireland. Um, we started out with about 120 to 140 different prototypes because we were playing around with different Irish whiskey mm -hmm. styles and different American whiskey styles. And over time, we started whittling it down. Uh, but unfortunately, I couldn't get American Palace to taste it because we, I wasn't able to travel to Ireland due to COVID yep. or to America due to COVID. So in January 2021, I managed to travel, started opening up a little bit for me. I was able to get across. And that was at that time we had David Perkins had come on board with us as well. David mm. Perkins was the former founder of High West Distillery. Okay. So having him on board as a liquid collaborator uh, and innovator was fantastic because you know he was one of the guys that really pushed the boundaries of American whiskey and American blending of whiskey. Mm -hmm. He was the guy that brought you know a, a bourbon and a rye right together, together. Yep. you know a Scotch whiskey and American whiskey together. So having him as as a, an expertise involved in, in in whittling down, helping whittle down the prototype was great as well. So we eventually came to two prototypes, final prototypes in April 2021. 
we brought our whole team together in order to actually do a tasting and see which they preferred. And before we did it though, we did this component tasting. And that was to showcase, you know, the quality of the components that are used in the whiskey, but also to give people an understanding of where each of the flavors from Keeper's Heart were coming from. And we found it so effective that we decided to follow it through in everything we do with our brand. So when people come on a tour of our distillery, they get to do the tour and then do a tasting, but they get to go through the component tasting before they taste the final whiskey. And it's just, it adds mm -hmm. more to it. It gives a little bit more education. And for me, it's, it, it's something that's not normally done. So it's, it's, yeah. it's something great. So what we have in front of us are the three components. You've got the uh, Irish grain whiskey, the Irish pots and whiskey, and the American rye whiskey. And then we have the Keeper's Heart blend. So the first whiskey we're going to taste is the Irish grain. Difference in color is crazy. It is. And we'll talk a little bit about that in, in, in a second. The, this is made from a mash bill of corn and malted barley. It's typically, you know, 90 to 95% corn, the rest is malted barley. It's distilled three times on column stills. And it comes off this column stills at a very high proof, you know, up as far as 188 proof. Because it comes off at that such a high proof, it removes a lot of flavor, but mm. it captures some nice butterscotch caramel notes. Then it is actually matured in refill American barrels, hence the lighter color. And when you're using refill American barrels, you don't tend to get the same amount of wood contribution, but you do get a nice vanilla sweetness mm -hmm. contribution mm -hmm. as well. And you don't get the heat over there to exactly bake you the don't. wood into no. it. So when you nose this whiskey, you get that butterscotch caramel and it's almost enhanced by the mm -hmm. vanilla sweetness. When you taste it, it's exceptionally smooth. It's also bringing that caramel butterscotch note through the taste, but also through to the finish. And it's a great whiskey in terms of its quality that stands on its own. You know, for me, it's, mm. a, it's a whiskey that could actually finish in the right barrel or even as it is, creates a great whiskey itself. Wow. Yeah, that butterscotch. The butterscotch. Really and there's almost like a coconut. Yeah. Like a coconut cream I thing know going mean, on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's extremely delicate as well, though, and exceptionally smooth. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. So the second whiskey that we're going to taste is the, is the pot still. Now this is the quintessential Irish style, using that mash bill of malted barley and unmalted barley. It's distilled three times in, in, in pot stills, and it comes off the third pot still at about 168 proof. Coming off at that, like that proof too. allows it actually capture more congeners and flavors. So now for me, when I know this, it's a lot of herbal earthiness. There's some nice orchard fruits, but for me they're cooked. They're cooked apples, cooked pears. Yes, that's exactly. And then right you that. have this nice cereal barley note coming through yeah. as well. It's almost like a barn house, like yes, like, like horse feed or something. Yeah. yeah. When you taste the whiskey, you've got this beautiful uh, creamy mouthfeel. It's again exceptionally smooth because of the triple distillation process, and those herbal earthy notes carry through well with the with, with the orchard fruits. But as they slowly dissipate, you're left with that nice barley cereal note. For me, brings it back to the whole, you know, distillate-driven, herbal earthiness again. This whiskey has been matured again in refill American barrels for over four years. So with these whiskeys, are you having them make it for you? Or yeah, do you so just get to go cherry-pick so, barrels? So we source, we source the whiskey from Great Northern Distillery in Ireland. So we've, we've built up a great relationship with, uh, with John Teeling and, and a guy called Brian Watts, who's the ma yep. distillery manager there. And we have chosen the whiskey and we've also done lay down so that they're continu continuously laying down stock for us mm. going forward. 
Those were those killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next one you're going to taste is the rye. So this rye we source from MGP in Indiana. 95.5. It's a 95.5. Mm. It's four years old. And for me, this brings a lot of vibrance. I love this rye. I think that, the, you know, you get your typical spiciness. You get some beautiful cloves, cinnamon, nutmegs, even hints of cardamom. Then you've got some beautiful tropical fruits, which for me are melons and peaches. And then you've also got this backbone of charred oak. I love the taste. I love when you taste it, this beautiful syrupy mouthfeel. I describe it as a whiskey that you can almost chew. And then the spices tingle on your tongue. The, 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 the fruits coat your palate. And then again, when those spices begin to fade, which are quite slow to fade, you're left with that lovely backbone of charred oak that lingers for a while, but it's not too imposing. I like how you can get a lot of the fruit balance in this. I, you, I feel like you don't get that in a lot of rye. It's more spice yes, forward. Yes, it's, it's a fantastic rye. And I remember the time when we were tasting a number of different ryes for this blend. And to be honest with you, I remember the day tasting that and going, oh my God, this is, this is the rye we will have in our blend. So when you were over there, did you drink a lot of American whiskey or was this a new Not, kind of experience? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been a, a big American whiskey drinker, to be honest with you. Um, but as I started getting involved in this, then obviously I, I started to do more and do a little bit more research around it as well. Um, and, you know, the prospect of, of putting um, an Irish whiskey and an American whiskey together in so much of the richness of the pot still and, and the, the boldness of a rye, you know, that's a big, that's a, a, a big thing to do. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting was when we were putting it together, the expectation would have been that we would have ended up with a rye and a pot still component together. Um, but I couldn't actually get them to coexist without battling against each other. So it was only with the introduction of a small amount of grain whiskey that you were actually able to have the two whiskies coexisting that gave it that balance and that increase in complexity, you know? Mm -hmm. And was rye always the original plan, or were you contemplating no, bourbon? Again, again, we would have, in my, in my thought process, in, in our thought process, we initially thought we would end up with a bourbon as the, as the first blend. Mm -hmm. We didn't find the right bourbon at the time, but when we, when we found this rye blend and we knew this was going to be the first release, we continued to, to try and find the right bourbon, mm -hmm. so much so that we've just released an Irish Plus Bourbon edition mm -hmm. of Keeper's Heart that is at um, 92 proof. This Keeper's Heart Irish American is 86 proof. This is at, the mm. Irish Plus Bourbon is at 92 proof. And it's different in so far as that it's a more bourbon forward whiskey, but it's, it's, the, it's the, what I describe it is it's the, uh, the peppery caramel sweetness and oak of, of a bourbon that's enhanced by the herbal earthiness of the pot still mm -hmm. with a little bit of additional butterscotch sweetness coming from the grain. So, you know, it's a different type of whiskey, but so far the reaction from bourbon whiskey drinkers has been really, really good. So we're, we're excited to launch that and we'll probably reach here by the end of May, I would say. Mm -hmm. Most likely it'll be, it'll be on the shelves here as well. Nice. So let's try the final blend, which is the Keeper's Heart. Yeah, I guess um, any glass works yeah. at that point. Yeah. The so, way this tasting set up is awesome, by yeah. the way. That's super cool. You can see it all builds up yeah. to, main, to the main product. And you, you would hope that by the end of it, you you prefer, like, we know that all of these components are good, but you, you hope would that want you prefer that the final blend. Yep. <laughs> 
And for me, when I when I nose keeper's heart, I initially get that kick of rice spice. But then it's quickly followed by the the herb alertiness of the pot still. Mm. And the way I describe it is that it's almost like the the tropical fruits from the rye and the orchard fruits from the pot still are coated in these baking spices, and you get some even hints of candy ginger. When you taste it, you get this completely different type of uh, mouthfeel that you don't generally get with 100% Irish or 100% American whiskey. It's because of the creaminess of the potzel and the, and, and the syrupiness of the rye really combining to give this great taste sensation. And it's layered. It's giving you a different, an added dimension than you mm. would get with 100% Irish or 100% American. And what I love is that as those sweet spices and fruits actually begin to fade, you're left with a nice subtlety of charred oak. What's beautiful about this whiskey as well is that as it sits in the glass and begins to heat up, it begins to evolve different flavors. And that's simply because you know each one of these has well over a thousand congeners or flavors that will evaporate from your glass at different temperatures. Mm -hmm. So having the combination of all three sitting in that glass and beginning to evaporate, you're beginning to get mm -hmm. different flavors. And it's lovely, that's what makes it such a nice sipping whiskey is that each time you go back, you experience different flavors. So I have a question, is is it one third, one third, one third, or is it more it's the, heavy it, on this that and lighter on that? That is yeah. the secret okay. recipe. Okay. There you go. Um, we have to have some secret in that's yeah, 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 the yeah, one yeah. secret we have. No, no, um, like and it. you know, like it's it. important because this didn't just, as you saw, it didn't just happen overnight. It yep. started in August 2020. And we finished in April 2021. Yep. So it took a lot of time, okay. and I look at a bit of craft to put it together so we don't actually divulge that. Which is awesome. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I already liked it. I mean, I've had my bottle here for a while, and that's already been posted on my Instagram from a month ago. So. Brilliant. Yeah. And I've been following the story. Yes. As I read it and Whiskey Advocate and some of the other publications. So what we've what we've done in addition to this to, to enhance the range and to give people the opportunity to taste a higher strength of Keeper's Heart. Can you get a picture of that in your that phone if you've got it? We have actually um just like the layout. Done we're doing a single barrel edition. And what we've decided is that we take the Keeper's Heart blend at cast strength and start finishing it in different barrels and then offer it to on-premise or off-premise in either cast strength or 110 proof. So what we have here today is an actual range of these types of finishes that we, we've done. So this is Keeper's Heart at 110 proof, just mm -hmm. as the baseline. Mm -hmm. And then all of these finishes are at 110 proof. So we've got a virgin oak, one month sitting in a virgin oak, three months sitting in a virgin oak, one month in rye, three months in rye, three months in stout and one and a half months in maple syrup and yeah, this you're gonna have to be the photographer for all of this <laughs> Since I'm... the facility yeah. like are the, the, the vision behind the single barrel program is to keep the dna of keeper's heart alive mm -hmm. in these single barrels but to have nuanced impressions and, and nuanced uh, different additions of flavor so the way we would do it is you taste the keeper's heart at 110 proof of your baseline straight off mm -hmm. Now, do you have a sort of a theory or like an ethos for finishing? I remember meeting Dave Peckerel and him. He only wanted to do it for a couple of weeks. And, yeah. and uh, my friend Amanda down at Virginia does it for years finishing. 
Yeah, I mean, with the philosophy that we have at Keeper's Heart and the fact that we want to keep the Keeper's Heart DNA alive through the single barrels, it's more like we've, we've, we've kind of seen as the sweet spots between a month and three months. Having said that, there are some barrels, as we get more into the the um, some white sweeter wines, they might take longer to actually deliver on a on, on flavor. So yep. it may be longer than the three months. But so far, in the ones that you've got in front of you here, um, three months is probably the max three and a half months we've done. Sometimes even a month and a half. And we'll talk about the barrel with the month and a half later on because that's that's in order to maintain the overall balance and to keep it as a as an actual whiskey rather than it being more like a, a liqueur or a flavored whiskey. So the first one you're going that's to taste, delicious. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the base at 110 is, is fantastic. Are you releasing the we, 110? We haven't, we haven't any decision made on that at the moment. Um, I think we will definitely do some sort of a release at a retail in at the distillery. Mm -hmm. As a special, because you know we do appreciate that the 110 proof is, is does taste really, really good. Also, beautiful, <laughs> it really is. That mouthfeel, yeah, right off the bat, oh, is yeah. awesome. Yeah, so, a little richer, more viscous. So this is the one month in Virgin American Oak, and it, this really is to show you the impact that that short base time has sitting in the barrel. Oh yeah, I talked to him today. You get that additional amount of tannin contribution. You get a, an enhancement of the pepperiness, which is adding to the spiciness. Look at the color that's coming through in such a short space of time. The color difference, too. Yeah. Just in a month. It's almost becoming like a treacle contribution as opposed to just your typical kind of uh, caramel. Mm -hmm. It's really turning to a you know a darker, yeah. a darker yeah, type of coffee. Yeah, that's darker chocolate, yeah. darker fruit. Are your rickhouses temp controlled? So we have we have uh, warehouse spaces at the moment that are temperature controlled because you know and when when i say temperature controlled, there's no it's not anything uh, high tech it's really just keeping the temperature about 65 degrees because you know otherwise we'd have nothing happening for six months of the year yeah 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 minneapolis can get pretty pretty cold don't they oh it can be yeah it's funny because people keep on telling me you know we can't wait for the summer we can't wait for spring but every month we get into i'm told yeah you could have a bit of snow in this month so we've so far started it might step it might end by march we were in march it snowed a lot in march now it's we're in april we're told it should finish we snowed in april so i just hope it doesn't snow in may <laughs> That's delicious. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm. hasn't been a mess yet. No. This now is three and a half months in Virgin American Oak. The color on that too. Yeah. And again, it's just to, another to two see and a half the impact. Another two and a half months, yeah. And what you'll find is again, it's getting a little bit more more intense in terms of what the Virgin Oak is delivering. But for me, it also can tend to be a little bit more rounded. It tends to have that little bit more time to to become. Uh, a more rounded whiskey. Story on the bottle. So the story in the bottle is that um, Keeper's Heart brand name came from a number of different aspects. So Keeper's is really a nod to one of our greatest, well, who's going to be one of our greatest advocates is the barkeep. 
It's also okay. looking at keepers of tradition, keepers of quality. And then it's on a more personal level, it's like I'm, a, I'm your brother's keeper, I'm your sister's keeper. The keep, the word keep in itself also signifies back in olden days in castles in Ireland, there was a place where you kept your most prized possession and that was called the keep. And at our distillery, when you come and visit the distillery, when you finish your tour, we bring you to the keep to taste the whiskey. Heart then has again a number of different uh, meanings. Heart as the centre cut of the third distillation, which effectively is the heart of the distillate. That's where the best quality is, mm -hmm. is, is captured mm -hmm. before what you put into maturation. It's also around the heart and passion of the people that have come together to develop this, this brand and this distillery. And it is also about, you know, bringing people together and opening our hearts and opening our doors for people to come together and share moments worth keeping. Uh, over a glass of whiskey and you know if the last couple of years has told us anything it is we we want yeah. to be together yeah, we, we don't want to be kept we undervalued that, we undervalue that opportunity so that's very important to us then if you look closely at the actual um the label itself you've got two keys mm -hmm. so the keys have a k and a h for keepers heart and they have hearts at the top of the key these are the keys that signify the keys to the safe to the spirit safe which you always had the distiller and the customs and excellence guy had before you could sample uh, from the safe. <laughs> it also is us opening the doors of our distillery for people to come and visit. You see there's a clock and the clock signifies the time, the time it takes to create good whiskey, but also, you know, make, make the best of time and enjoy time together. <laughs> You've got the keep, and you've got the keep here at, at the 12 o'clock with, with the drop of whiskey as a window. And then you also have the words Fugitora. Fugitora is the uh, family motto of O'Shaughnessy family, which are our founders. Michael and Patrick were our cousins, our co-founders of the distillery. And that means the hour flies. And it really does, you know, it's, it's really about cherishing the moments we're keeping together. Mm. So a lot of time and effort went into producing this. So. Um, and then the shape of the bottle the little uh, bulb at the top of the bottle is to, is really signifying the OG at, in our in our pot still as well. Mm -hmm. So a bit of, a bit of thought went into it as you can imagine. There's yeah, something that's... about this line. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I love that circle. We loved it. Time. We we actually looked at it as well. It's kind of giving you it's giving you a nice structure. It's giving and it stands out well on a shelf yeah. as well. So we really did. There was a lot of time and effort put into putting both the bottle design and uh, the label together. So you've tasted the treat. This is rye for one month. So the beauty of this is that as we harvest our rye barrels for our keepers heart blend, they're fresh and we can refill them with keepers heart itself. And leave them sit there so we're getting the most rye extraction that you can get they're so fresh and what you find with one month in the in, in the rye barrel is that you're getting some beautiful rye spice you're getting that tropical fruits bringing it bringing a little bit more to the fore but you're also getting enhancement of the mouthfeel coupled with that syrupiness again coming from the rye itself and that's only after a month After three months, you'll find that this again is a further enhancement and the spiciness for me. I love the spiciness of the three months, to be honest with you, and the additional sweetness that it brings. I mean, wow. Yeah. The mouthfeel just keeps 
progressively getting Isn't it? thicker yeah. and thicker. Yeah. You're on tonight. I'll be watching you guys. Yeah, it might we'll be might, might be a little wonky. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be talking about this and yeah. promoting this and beautiful tasting this tonight. Oh, you're gonna taste it tonight? Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good, good. Yeah, and tell the story. Yeah. Because if there's one the thing that sells whiskey, is is, awesome. is oh, stories. Absolutely. absolutely, Everybody loves a story. And when they're true, they're even yeah, better. Yeah, I, I think that's what's great about this is the whole authenticity of what we're doing, you know? Yeah, that's a cool thing I feel like about my generation. It's like people are just drinking and drink, you know? And mm -hmm. like, it's nice to hang out with my friends and be able to tell them the story behind the label. Yeah, and all. It's like, mm -hmm. exactly. So the next one that we have is three months in a stout bar. And what I love about this is that, you know, you're getting the keeper's heart DNA as we spoke about earlier, but it's now enhanced by some lovely coffee, chocolate, roasted malt. This is right up my wheelhouse. Coupled right with <laughs> some even some happiness. And then you also have that enhancement of the mouthfeel with the creaminess of the stout itself. Stout from Surly. Stout from Surly. Again, very, very fresh because they come straight they come straight across to us. guys have made quite the buzz since you've been in town. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been great, you know, yeah, I mean, great. and it's, it's great to see the support yeah. that we've had since we've come here, you know, and I mean, good. there has been a lot of excitement around the whiskeys, around the single mm -hmm. barrel, around Keeper's Heart, uh, Keeper's Heart Irish Plus American Original, so it's great because we love it. We love nothing more than coming into places and talking about it because we're mm -hmm. very proud about it as well. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you have such an authentic story to tell, and you're so proud about it. It makes it makes it a lot mm. easier to talk yeah. to people. Yeah, you know? exactly, yeah. Now, how's the rest of the country um, as far as barrels? Because barrels are hot in this state. Yeah. Everybody wants a barrel. Well, there's a lot. Of, there's a, there's a lot of interest in the single barrel program. To be honest, which I mean, we launched it initially just not long before St. Patrick's Day in Minneapolis, and by St. Patrick's Day there was. We got fourteen, 14 barrels out, out the door for St. Patrick's in Day in a couple of days. Like they, they were able to come in choose it and get labels printed i mean it was a it was a, a wild ride but, uh, <laughs> to get 14 barrels up and running in in, in a matter of weeks was uh, was pretty cool and it just confirmed how much interest there is mm -hmm. um so and we just we we just got awarded yesterday a gold medal from the san francisco spirits awards international spirits awards for keepers act original which you know irish and american which is something that we're thrilled with i mean we're at the end of the day we're a small brand that has great ambition we're not we're, we're not being arrogant or we're not being cocky but we do believe that this whiskey does offer a great taste profile it, it does offer the opportunity for people from that are american whiskey drinkers to try it for irish whiskey drinkers to try it that would have been afraid before to try american whiskey you know so it's it's a great opportunity it's a win-win because irish american whiskey you know obviously with jameson and the whole irish category but then with the hot the, the, the velocity of what's going on in 
the United States with these two. So you put them together. Yeah. Is this the only one? It's mm -hmm. the only one that has um, pot still and something like a rye. You have others that would have had a malt and a light whiskey or an Irish grain and an American malt together. Okay. But this is the first time that you've got the richness of pot still coupled with the, mm. the, the boldness of an American rye. And similarly, the one with the with the bourbon, having that pot still and bourbon together with grain whiskey is, is something that has never been done either. So it's really exciting and, and it is a new taste profile. Right. And this is mm. the thing that when people get to taste it, they're really, really impressed by yep both the mouthfeel but also the flavours that it gives and the versatility of it. So the final one you're going to taste here is a maple syrup. This has been finished for a month and a half in maple syrup and we stopped it after a month and a half <laughs> simply because we wanted the, the maple syrup to, to deliver an enhancement but we didn't want to turn it into almost like a, uh, a ready to drink cocktail. Yeah, sugary. Age, you know, yeah. We didn't want the maple to overtake it. What we feel is we've got a lovely balance here of both, you know, the keeper's heart flavors coupled with now a little bit of creme brulee and caramelized sugars and it also again has a has a great has had a very positive impact on the mouthfeel so i gotta ask with the base keepers are you maturing the grain the pot and the rye individually or are you blending them and then barreling them we are maturing the we're finishing the um we're in terms of Keeper's Heart, Irish yep. American, yeah, they come in as separate components and then we blend them together. We don't do any finishing on them. Okay. Um, and in terms of the barrel finishes, what we're doing at the moment is we're taking that blend at cast strength and then finishing, and finishing it as well. It. Yeah. Mm. That is spot on. <laughs> So I'm just talking about this. Obviously, where we live here, right? Maple. I mean, maple in the Northeast is right. In Minnesota, is one of our one of our top sellers. Yeah, right? yeah. You'd be the uh, only one so far, right? Because yeah, all hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so I, would I like what you did there. It's like you. Non Maybe yeah. a couple calls. Overpowered on the maple, but it's there. Yes, and that's that's that was key for us. Yeah. Because yeah, you know sometimes it can, it can be too imposing on the whiskey really, and it the, loses the guy out yeah. character. Yeah. And it Westboro becomes unbalanced. Take we want to keep the balance here. Westboro. Julius. They, they didn't go. To, oh no, we're not going. We don't have the time. We're not going. Good. No. You no, want to talk uh, about like a spring night by a fire? Guy and Sharon. Perfect. Uh, it is. I'll be yeah, perfectly perfect. transparent with you. Guy and Sharon bought a barrel. Uh, hometown out in Oxford. So you'd be, uh, but they didn't buy the maple. And, they, and like I said, they don't have a ton of barrels. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 45 cases-ish, six packs. Six packs. Yeah. But I wanted, that's why I wanted these guys to get in front of you to give you the opportunity for the holidays. How long actually would it be a turnaround? Probably so about. Options. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, what's available now that's, you know, kind of in line with these, we can turn those around pretty quick because yeah. um, I would literally come back probably in the next two weeks with a label, with the barrel number, with your mm -hmm. ABV, with your name. You guys make sure it's good, uh, and then from there, it's it's your token, you know, uh, almost probably six to eight weeks. Oh, perfect. Um, right, and then I there's a longer that. longer time frame for some of the newer finishes, or if you want a longer finish, 
or you can come to the distillery, fill it yourself, and then the, you know that's a whole other uh, a whole other timeline. Um, but we can be super customized to yeah. when you guys want to, you know, what you want to do with it. And we also cool. like we also want it to be a kind of a long term collaboration as well. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, we're here for the long run. We want to make sure that you know everything we do is based on quality. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that it's as flexible as we can be for what what your consumers mm -hmm. want. Mm -hmm. And then, but we'd also like to see it as a continued collaboration that, you know, we do one, see how it goes, and then maybe mm -hmm. do another one and different type. And, and also, if you have a barrel yourself that you're saying, oh, I've always wanted to try something like this, let's do that, you know, and make it as unique and as personalized as you want mm. it to be. Yeah, you, you send us a barrel that you really like and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll finish it. That's awesome. Yeah. Get on. How many people are yeah, How many people do that, for real? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I almost feel like that I'd want to come in in like September though. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, for the fall. Maple in the yeah. fall. Do that in the fall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, on a hot summer day, I don't want maple finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that is, that's outrageous. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we would definitely be down for that. If we could. Excellent. Right. Do it in like September. Well, I mean, I'm sure Patty here will make sure that they put one aside for you. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know? And then maybe get one for the summer, you know, and see how that goes. And yeah. That base in general is just yeah. unreal. That is, yeah, everything is incredible. So, I mean, obviously, a big purchase like that, I gotta go through Charlie and Mike, the yeah. boss, and they're the ones who cut the check, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, is there one that you're leaning on more towards now versus later? I, I like the first two a yeah, lot. I, I would agree. 100%. And I don't want to record anything with price points, so we'll kind of kill that there. <laughs> Okay, what did I tell you? Such a great guy, so passionate. That was so much fun to go through. You know, we cut it where we did. I say we all the time, but it's me. Uh, I cut it where I did because we were starting to get into a little bit of money talk and, and some other stuff. And one, I don't, you know, keeping that, that kind of separate from, from people is important to protect the business, but also I don't want the money talk to really get in the way of, or to distract in any way from, you know, the passion and the product and the people involved in this. Uh, that was far more important than the money aspect. You know, when I, I go through these meetings, <clears throat> I always get the chance to, to really kind of geek out, but at the end of them, it comes down to, you know, not comes down to, but it gets to a point where we have to start talking business and numbers and and things of that nature, which is, you know, the economics of the business are something I truly do enjoy, um, but they're definitely not as, as fun and interesting and as sexy and as flashy as the actual product and the knowledge gained from it. Um, yeah, I just popped my... My bottle there, of Keeper's Heart. Going to pour myself a little as we kind of tail off here. By the way, when we got done talking about money, 
Brian stuck around and we talked a little bit more about, um, again, products and things that are, are coming up in the future. Um, like he mentioned in the discussion, the, you know, the Irish American bourbon blend that's coming out soon, uh, barrel programs that they are doing with all those different finishes that we tasted through and so much more going on with this young distillery. I mean, I can't wait until their whiskey is ready because I just know it's going to be incredible with somebody like him behind the helm. And, you know, we drank through everything on the, on the podcast, but you know, we didn't really get to give a full review of keeper's heart. So as I close out again, I love the package. I love the bottle, the color, Pretty much exactly what you would expect to find from an Irish whiskey. That sort of, you know, golden, yellow, hay kind of color. The nose, and I'm drinking this at home from a really wide mouth. It's almost like a reverse Glen Cairn glass uh, that I got out of a Brook Lottie gift set a few years ago. I'll post a picture of this glass on Instagram at some point. So instead of the the top bowing in, it actually bows out. So it's giving a lot of air in there. You know, but on the nose, like I'm getting some of those butterscotch caramel, but some of those cereal grain notes. And that little hints of, you know, rye spice. All right. One more drink to celebrate such a great time with the legend himself. Mm. It's so sweet and like cereal. And I think I said it during the, the podcast of like, it almost reminds me of when you walk by like a horse stall, like the feed for the horse, like that kind of barley kind of aroma in the best way possible. Uh, sweet, just enough spice from the rye. <clears throat> Soft. Yeah, this is fantastic. And what I will say is this is whiskey for a whiskey drinker who has a sense of adventure and is open to exploring the whiskey landscape. And I've said it before, if you're a bourbon drinker, not a whiskey drinker, and, you know, to make that distinction yet again, there's a lot of people out there say, like, I love whiskey. What do you like? I like bourbon. Oh, do you drink rye? No, I don't really like rye. I don't really like Irish whiskey. I don't like scotch whiskey. I don't like blended whiskey. Well, then you're not a whiskey person. You're a bourbon person. And that's fine. You know what you like. You're in your lane. You're staying in it. But for whiskey drinkers who like a unique experience with a cool bottle that has a cool story and you're open to tasting something different. Absolutely. If you go into this thinking bourbon, 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 big, bold, oaky, caramel, vanilla, cherry bomb, uh, all those sort of toasted coconut, stone fruit, cherry, this is going to be so disappointing to you. But if you go into it with a sense of adventure and a willingness to try something different, it is fantastic. And we talked about it again a little bit of like, this is a, a maybe the most amazing 
Ridge whiskey that I've tasted. Because if you're an Irish whiskey drinker, you know, if you've been drinking Tullamore Dew or Bushmills for years and you're curious about American whiskey, this bridges that gap. And if you've been drinking American whiskey and you like rye, you know, any of the MGP ryes that are out there, whether it be Ezra Brooks, Rebel Rye, uh, Bullet Rye, all those, you know, MGP things, uh, Redemption Rye. But you want to get a glimpse into what Irish whiskey is becoming. And, you know, when I did the Irish whiskey tasting, for years it was, yeah, just Jameson, Tullamore Dew, Bushmills. But now we're starting to see more pot still whiskeys and single malt whiskeys. You're seeing peated Irish whiskeys. You're seeing all kinds of finished Irish whiskeys. Irish whiskey has so much more to offer. And it should not be overlooked as just a light shot driven whiskey anymore. Uh, the Napogue Castle 12 year single malt is honestly one of the best whiskeys I've tasted this year so far. It's that, that good. Um, so if you're an American rye whiskey drinker and you're curious about the direction that Irish whiskey is going, this will bridge you from American to Irish. Or like I said, it will bridge you from Irish back to American. It's just that kind of whiskey. And I guess that's the point of it is it's a bottle that brings people together. It crosses bridges. It's not expensive by any means it's you know between 30 and 40 i think it's around 35 on the shelf so it's affordable it's the kind of thing that you just sit down with some friends it's 86 proof so you can drink it on a you know cool summer night throw a bunch of them back have some great conversation listen to some music throw a couple burgers on the grill it is a perfect whiskey to bring people together and kind of bridge that discussion between American whiskey and Irish whiskey. All right, I'm going to take one more sip here. Mm. It really is the best of both worlds. And every sip I take of this, every bit of air that gets into it, and I'll be honest, the first time I tasted it, when I first opened the bottle, I thought, eh, this is good. It's not great but it's good. But the more I taste it, the more air that gets into this bottle and softens it up and brings out all those congeners, this whiskey just keeps getting better and better. I highly recommend it as just an affordable addition to your collection. And again, on that three-tiered rating system, is it good? Yes, it's good. Um, is it worth the price? Without a doubt, it's in that Redwood Empire pricing that, you know, you can afford to take a flyer on it. You don't care if your friends kill it on you. You can replace it. Also, it's available all day, every day, unlike a lot of the whiskeys, you know, that people are looking for. Uh, and does the bottle start a conversation on the bar? Hands down, this is one of the most detailed bottles there is in you guys just heard the story of what went into not only the design of the bottle. And if you, you know, you watch the watch use of wine and spirits video later on, you know, after we recorded this, where we talk about it and we show the bottle in the video um, and what went into the labeling, the naming, everything that is on the label has a meaning 
yeah, this bottle starts a conversation without a doubt. Uh, it's going to make a great highball. Obviously, you could mix this with ginger ale. You could mix it with soda water. Uh, it's great, obviously, on its own. You could do some twists on an Irish sort of old-fashioned with it. Um, even a, a little twist. I'm going to try playing around with this in a little bit of dry sherry uh, with a little wedge of lemon when I get off the air here. So it's got cocktail versatility. It's got drinkability. It's got mixability. There's no reason you shouldn't take a chance on this whiskey. Uh, and just the fact that this is the first release from legendary. Uh, and I use that term legendary because when I posted this on Instagram, uh, Simon from at dope drams, that's what he commented. Legendary. Um, and it was just a great time. And to quote Simon, Brian truly is the fucking goat. Uh, so hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you all so much for for listening and being here and stopping by and visiting, sharing comments and, and conversations and bringing me samples. I cannot say enough how much I appreciate you all and how humbling it is uh, for a guy who... On the inside, still just considers myself a, a, a bartender out there, you know. And it's just I'm, I'm fortunate to get, get to connect with so many of you. Uh, it's such a great experience day after day. So thank you guys all for that. Uh, and just uh, to reiterate, if you like what we're doing and you want to join the family, go to the podcast page on Spotify, follow the podcast, give it a rating. What that does is it helps to populate when people are searching for podcasts like this. Uh, and the more people that are kind of in our podcast world, the more fun we're going to have, uh, the more we'll build this community. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be a good thing. Uh, follow on Instagram and Facebook as The Spirits Guide, where I'm posting pictures of when I get to hang out with people like Brian Nation, uh, the bottles that we drink bottles that people stop by and share with me, uh, books that I'm reading, vinyl that I'm listening to, uh, all kinds of stuff that's going on in the world of spirits, things that I'm doing while I'm consuming or that are tied to spirits while I'm consuming them. Uh, and again, if you've got a sample that you're curious about my thoughts on, or if there's something that I've tasted here that you would like to try. If you're local and over 21, I will do everything I can to get you a sample. I just gave a bunch of samples today to my good friend, Derek. Um, you know, I love to share what I've got with you guys as much as you guys love sharing it with me. So yeah, if you've got samples you want to share or samples you'd like to taste, if you've got an idea for a show, or you want to come here and hang out and just nerd out on movies, books, music, TV, drink some whiskey or drink some tequila or drink some rum, please hit me up at thespiritsguide89 at gmail.com. We'll make it happen. All right. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back Tuesday with another Tuesday night tasting. Yeah, we'll be back. And I've got a really, really cool one coming at you Tuesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll talk to you then. Thank you guys so much again. Uh, cheers. Yay!